744 Ostrom Avenue. I'm Gael Phobes, and this is a special episode of the Daily Orange Podcast. Today, SU students studying abroad in Chile talk to us about experiencing the country's political upheaval firsthand. It's Saturday, November 16th, 2019. I was on the phone with Christian. It was nighttime, like probably six or seven at night. They're an hour behind, so six for them, seven for me. And we were just kind of chatting at first. So certain points of the phone call, he would look behind himself and like sort of look around the room and he'd be, he'd ask me like, do you hear that? (laughs) You can, you can, wait, that's a helicopter right there. Like a military one. Give me a sec. Can you hear it? It's the helicopters that are going by right now and he was basically trying to explain to me that the military is active in Chile and that's kind of been like a very jarring thing for him and like other students just that having that military presence that we're not used to here in the United States and people in Chile aren't used to either because it's been 30 years since they've had the dictatorship so that was definitely part of it like part of the tension there is like the parallels between like sort of the old Chile and like what's going on right now but yeah, well, that was happening. He he didn't seem, like, super nervous, but it was just, like, a very, like, it was very jarring for him. It's not something that we're used to here. Hi, I'm Nari John, and I cover news for the Daily Orange. Now, Nari, Christian, so he's one of nine students to go down as a part of the SU abroad trip. One thing that I, I'm sort of curious about is, they were they expecting these protests, and was it sort of that something that happened partway through their semester? Uh, what what triggered these protests just to begin with? So from the students I talked to, they weren't really expecting it to happen, but they were warned ahead of time by like their abroad program that there were a lot of issues with wealth inequality in Chile. Before the semester really started, part of the orientation was just being like they told us to just be cognizant about the cost of things here, like. There's also there was also like a sense of like, okay, like this is really not cheap to live here. So they might notice people talking about that a lot. They might notice sort of a different attitude towards like you know talking about money and things like that. So they went into it with like knowing that because you're just supposed to prep your students before they go to another country. But they, I don't think any of them really expected what happened to happen. So I guess uh, leading up to the protest, I know Christian was telling me that the little things leading up to it, like a couple of days before like October 18th, when like the big protests really started, there were sort of tiny protests here and there. I guess they weren't really expecting it to get where it's gone. The price hike in Metro, which was 30 pesos, it's four cents in the United States. That was basically like the big like tipping point. But up before then, Little things like, again, wealth inequality is really like the underlying issue of this. But yeah, this was like the big sort of spike. And that's where we saw people like really like out in the streets getting very upset. And, and from the students that you spoke with, the way that the program set up is that they stay with host families, correct? Yes. First of all, it's just staying with host families. It's a, it's a different sort of program than the other than other SU abroad programs or other SU programs just within the U.S. where they... they stay in their own dormitories or things like that are the communities in the neighborhoods that they're around are there ones where they're able to witness the protest firsthand so they are at least with the three students i talked to i know that christian said one of his friends that's in the program is more like closer to the city center so she was definitely witnessing 
the protests a bit more. But as far as the three students I talked to specifically, they were a little more like on the outskirts. So they weren't really catching the protests. Like in the article, I know like Christian says that he and his host mother kind of had to drive into it. Actually, my host mom like was like, do you want to like drive through and like do a cacerolazo? I was like, that's funny. Cacerolazo, do you know what that is? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's what was done in the Puerto Rican process where you take a pot or a pan and like a spoon and you're like, do, 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 oh, okay. do, like you hit it. To see it, but even then, like, they're still in, they're still very close to like a central area in Santiago. So, you know, like Christian, like Christian's host father, like on his way home was literally driving like through tear gas, things like that. Um, and then my host mom calls me from my room. She's like, Dad, like, um, so I go down and she's like, she's like, basically like, it's a wreck. She's like, it's a wreck. She like keeps repeating that. Like the news is on and like, you start seeing there that like they were, they started to throw tear gas, like tear bombs into wow. like my protests. And like, she was like telling me that like, our, like my, my host father, like he was at the house already. He was like, I passed by there, and they were like already th- like throwing tear gas. Like you had to drive through the tear gas to get home. And she was like telling me, she's like, please don't go out, basically. She's like, I really, really strongly recommend you don't not go out. They've been in it, not even necessarily by choice, but I think just... It's think, happening in, the, in their surroundings generally. Yeah, in, in general. They covered the whole street except for one lane. And then every time cars would go back, they would also like like beep in protest as well. It's always the same rhythm. It would be this. Like the metro station that I always use, which is like four blocks from my house, has like legit soldiers making sure that nobody vandalizes it or anything. Like there's like military Um, tanks. They all have like huge rifles um, and they're walking by. People like, you know, everything's closed by the way. They, they had like because they, there was a lot of looting, mm-hmm. a lot of looting. Um, now, I, I guess one one curious thing that I have is how has the university responded to this? Obviously, these protests uh, have become violent a- a- outside of uh, SU. Generally speaking, it can be quite a bit of a liability. Did you speak to anybody at the university, or did anybody at the university, or as a part of the uh, Chile abroad program, did they speak to you about what they're doing? According to Erica Wilkins, who's the executive director for SU Abroad, they are kind of constantly monitoring the situation and they're in constant communication with the students in Chile. And none of the students are placed in any neighborhoods that are being directly affected by the protests. So they're not super concerned about safety at yeah. the moment. And they uh, appear to be reaching out to the State Department yes. and, and, and are in touch with uh, different sort of security organizations just to make sure that the students are, are safe is what the university says. And honestly, like from talking to students, they didn't seem like they were worried either. Like they were definitely aware of what was happening, but not concerned about their own safety. Um, I know like when I talked to them at the time, classes for the partner university were scheduled to start on November 4th. And when I talked to Christian just the other day on Friday, he told me that the classes still hadn't resumed for the partner universities yet. Like they tried to and they suspended them again. So that's definitely like an important part of this is that SU abroad itself, like they're teaching their classes still. So they're taking those classes. But as for like the partner universities, they're not taking classes with them right now, so that's like a little bit of a difference. But other than that, their their schedule is 
pretty much the same. Nari John is a contributing writer for the Daily Orange. You can catch her story. SU students abroad in Chile remain in country during ongoing civil unrest on the Daily Orange website. Thank you so much, Nari. Thank you for having me. A special thank you to Nari John for her reporting and Lizzie Kalma for all her help audio editing this week. You can catch new episodes on your favorite podcast platform on Tuesday mornings. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.